0: All without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and welcome to episode number 38 of the Lose Weight Live Life podcast. It has been a glorious week so far so I hope whenever you're listening to this the weather is also good for you. I hope you're well. Um, I'm having a great week. I've loved chatting with some of you about joining the Lose Weight Live Life Mastermind and I'm excited to be getting started with the next group of amazing ladies imminently. There's still space, and the next group after this one won't start until September. So if you're wondering whether it's right for you, book a slot on my calendar and let's chat. So today I want to talk to you about the new step-by-step process that I will be taking new academy members and masterminders through. This step-by-step process is the balance pathway and encompasses everything that is useful and relevant when it comes to creating a relationship with food, yourself and your life that you love so that you can lose your weight for the last time. The balance pathway is based on everything that I've learned from my life, health and weight coaching certifications and qualifications Everything from my decades of not managing to lose weight and years losing and then maintaining my weight and losing and regaining my weight and everything from the hundreds of women that I've had the privilege of working with since I certified. The Balanced Pathway is the backbone of the Lose Weight, Live Life membership and small group coaching programs. And the difference between the Balanced Pathway and a diet is that the diet is effectively papering over the cracks of whatever the reasons are that you have been overeating. A diet doesn't address what's going on for you in your brain your mind and your body. It's not figuring out what's made it difficult for you to not overeat. The solution is addressing overeating at the causal level. It's taking care of what's going on in your brain and your body and in your mind and with your emotions. So the balance pathway, balance is an acronym that stands for be curious as you meet yourself where you're at, address how to eat right for you, learn to hack your brain, align your thoughts to serve you, nurture your emotions, celebrate yourself for who you are and embody Living a life you love. And I'm going to talk about each of these critical steps today so that you can be thinking about how they relate to your current way of eating and be thinking about how you can apply what I share here to help you lose your weight for the last time. So, the first step on the pathway, B, is be curious as you meet yourself where you are. This is all about you coming to terms with where you currently find yourself. So when you're wanting to lose weight and you know where you want to be, maybe you know that you want to lose three stone or be a certain dress size or be able to go up and down the stairs without your joints creaking or feeling out of breath, it's important before you embark on your journey to take stock of where you are. Being aware, acknowledging, accepting and if necessary forgiving yourself for your starting point or the point you're at now is an important first step. There is so much important information to be found in the place you are currently that will help you on your journey. And if you, like me, feel frustration, shame, resentment, self-pity, or any other negative emotion about your current weight, size, or health, then make peace with that before you start with your forward journey will massively help you. When you're wishing things were different, when you're feeling shame or self-pity or self-hate, it's going to make things more difficult unless you release those emotions first. Those emotions that tend to be heavy will block you or hold you back from your journey of discovery and creating those all-important new relationships with food, yourself, and your life. Something else that's important about meeting yourself where you are is to step out of the role of judge and into the role of investigator. You want to practice seeing what's going on for you without the judgment and instead replace that judgment with curiosity and compassion. And the third thing I want you to be considering as you're being curious about meeting yourself where you are is the concept that I've spoken about before on this podcast of loving yourself first, which is episode number 28 and this is deciding to learn how to love and appreciate yourself your life even if you don't feel happy about yourself right now all of these things it's important to forgive yourself for where you are to allow it to be okay but no matter what the number on the scale says no matter what size you are no matter what is going on for you it's okay you know you can love and appreciate yourself no matter what's going on and that's important I also encourage you to be curious about everything rather than judging yourself when you find that you have, you know, maybe that second glass of wine in the evening or when you realise you've eaten all the chocolates. Well... I used to do that and leave the coffee creams but when you find out things about eating in a way that you know you don't want to be doing rather than judging yourself rather than saying I'll draw a line under it and start again tomorrow you're going to want to use that as an opportunity ask yourself why did I do that what's going on for me there isn't it fascinating that I've got this real desire to lose weight to be healthy and yet again I found I ate all the biscuits just be compassionate with yourself and be curious and let go of the judgment I promise you that's going to be helpful and that as I said the important thing is about loving yourself first. So when I talk about loving yourself first, I think of it in two ways. One is about loving yourself first when you've not lost all your weight. Okay, so many times we think that when we've lost our weight or we're a certain size or a certain fitness level that we're then finally going to accept ourselves and we're going to love and appreciate everything about ourselves. I want you to love and appreciate yourself right now exactly as you are. You're not going to be a better person when the number on the scale is different. You are a better person now. You are the best person right now, no matter what size you are and what number on the scales you are. And I want you to love yourself first from the perspective of making yourself a priority. Don't be putting your work first, putting your family first, your house jobs first, all of those things. I really want you to learn how to make yourself a priority so that you can, as Katie Reed says, give everything else, give your life, give your family the best of you instead of what's rest of you. Okay, so step number two of the pathway Is A, is address eat right for you. I talk about this a lot on this podcast, but just to recap, this is about you empowering yourself to work out the right way for you to be eating. It's about discovering the way of eating that gives you the right balance between eating for fuel and nourishment and nutrition and eating for pleasure and comfort that enables you to, if you want to, lose your weight or maintain your weight. It's finding a way of working for you, the right balance to between your nourishment and nutritional needs and eating for comfort and pleasure that is going to give you what you ultimately want and that will change according to your life stage, it will be different according to your lifestyle, it will be different according to your food likes and dislikes. It will be likely be different if you're living alone than it would be if you're maybe feeding a family. If you're wanting to align how you're eating with how you want your family to be eating or how they want to be eating. And what I want you to know is that you're totally capable of working this out. If you're someone who has been on lots of diets over the course of your life, you're going to have had so much opportunity to know what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what you like, what you don't like. If you think about what you can take away from all of these different diets that you've maybe done, even though the diets themselves might not have enabled you to lose your weight that you wanted to lose permanently, I'm betting that they have enabled you to really know what foods feel better in your body or to discover that you don't want to have have time in your life for food preparation or batch cooking and that you're quite happy buying readily prepared vegetables on your way home from work, for example. Addressing how to eat right for you is you being empowered to work out, to decide how to eat, to give you the results that you want. It's you letting go of all of that language that is about what you can and can't have from a diet mentality hangover. It's you releasing the idea that some foods are naughty or are sins. This is you empowering yourself as the fully grown human adult that you are. The third step on the pathway, L is learn to hack your brain. One of the reasons why it's so difficult to not overeat and to lose weight is because of what's going on in our brain. We've got this primal part of our brain that motivates us to seek out and eat those foods that are pleasurable, that motivates us to eat when we're bored or feeling upset, that also motivates us to save energy and not go to the gym. Your primal brain doesn't want you to lose weight. Your primal brain is wired for survival and losing weight is at the most basic level the opposite of doing something that is going to help you survive. The problem is that in the world in which we live today, in the developed world, food is very readily available and Accessing food to survive isn't something we have to prioritise. What we want to be doing now is thriving, and our primal brain doesn't know anything doesn't have the capability to help us take decisions that leave us to thrive in this modern world in which we live today. So what we end up doing is trying to make decisions against our primal brain. And this feels like us trying to use willpower. And the problem with willpower is that it's finite. It's always going to become depleted over time. The good news is, in addition to the primal brain, you have making most of your food decisions. You've also got this human amazing brain, your higher executive functioning thinking brain, the part of your brain makes you unique as a human this brain is capable of planning it's capable of weighing up the pros and cons it knows exactly how you want to be eating to create long-term health for yourself you just need to learn how to use it to make more of your food decisions or all of your food decisions instead of relying on your primal brain to make the right decisions because it's just not going to do that and the way to do this involves planning and strategizing and putting plans in place to overcome obstacles your primal brain can't do any of those things but your human brain can so what you want to do is to learn how to make more decisions with your human brain and less decisions with your primal brain I sometimes refer to those two as the toddler brain and the mother brain. The toddler brain, primal brain, wants what it wants in the moment. And the human brain, mother brain, knows what the consequences are, can see the bigger picture, can weigh up all of the pros and cons. So what you're going to want to do is to learn how to hack your brain. Learn how to make more decisions with your human brain. Learn how to manage conflicting desires. Learn how to not have so much food chatter. Learn how to unlearn how to rewire your neural pathways so that your food decisions are made by your executive functioning human brain instead of your primal brain by default. The next step on the pathway, the fourth step, A, is align your thoughts to serve you. We have a whole language around food that is a part of our culture or a part of our upbringing. We have what I call thought errors, where we think about foods in a certain way that aren't useful. In fact, many of them are more than simply not useful. Many of them take us further away from, or make it more difficult for us to achieve our weight loss or health goals. A thought is simply a sentence in your mind. An example of a thought error is believing that we are treating ourselves when we have that extra glass of wine or box of chocolates or bag of crisps. If you're unhappy because you're overweight, if you're pre-diabetic, if you're putting stress on your joints because you've gotten heavier, then overeating highly refined foods is the opposite of giving yourself a treat Truly treating yourself would be to give yourself the right balance between eating for fuel and nourishment and nutrition and eating for pleasure and comfort and joy. Other common thought errors are believing that it's wrong to waste food if you put it in the bin, but not wrong to waste food if you eat it when your body doesn't require it and it's going to be stored as extra fat on your body. Maybe you were brought up to believe that it's rude or impolite to decline food prepared and offered to you at a dinner party or a piece of cake at a birthday celebration. Again, even when that food is not helping you, get the results that you want it's not contributing to you being healthy aligning your thoughts to serve you is all about uncovering those thoughts having an awareness of them seeing that they are thoughts and beliefs and not truth and deciding which ones you want to keep and which ones you want to let go of something else that i encourage you to look at as a part of this step on the pathway is all of your unconscious thinking many of our decisions about what to eat take part at the unconscious level just like driving a car You might find that you don't think about whether to have that biscuit with your morning coffee because you've always had it. You might notice that you tell yourself first thing in the morning that you're not going to eat any biscuits today. And then before you know it, it's half an hour after that morning coffee and you just realized you had your biscuits again. You're going to want to uncover your unconscious thinking. You're going to want to understand your habits so you can put strategies in place to interrupt and break them. And then, as I said before, it's about understanding your cultural conditioning whether that's your wider culture or just your upbringing and understanding how that is helping or hindering you as well. Okay, the next step on the pathway, the fifth step is N for nurturing your emotions. So an emotion, I use the words emotions and feelings interchangeably. An emotion or a feeling is a one word description of a vibration in your body. For example, happy, mad, sad, glad, deprived, frustrated, joy, excited. Empowered is an emotion that I like, along with self-love, self-acceptance, for example. Once we start to look at our emotional vocabulary, we realise there are hundreds of emotions to choose from. As humans, we often fall foul of believing that we're supposed to be happy all of the time, and believing that makes us so unhappy. We wouldn't even want to be happy all of the time if we think about it, because if we were, we wouldn't know what happiness was. It's the contrast of emotions that makes the positive emotions positive think about it. If we've lost a loved one, then we want to experience grief. We don't want to feel happy about it. If somebody lets us down, we want to feel disappointed. If terrible atrocities take place in the news, we want to feel angered or disgusted. We don't want to just think happy thoughts about it. We want to experience the full range of human emotion. And when we think that we're supposed to do that, if we believe that life is supposed to be a life of contrast, that we're supposed to experience a balance of positive and negative emotion, then we find that we start to feel happier about being unhappy. We start to be okay about the fact that we start to appreciate that we feel sad because someone we care about is unwell because we wouldn't want to not feel sad about that. And so that is useful. And when we can feel those emotions, then we don't turn to food to dull them, to numb them, to make them go away which is what a lot of us who are overeaters tend to do. A lot of us may find that we eat because we're bored, we eat because we're upset, we eat because we feel slightly burdened by what the day brings. I remember feeling slightly burdened or slightly worn down by everything that had to be done by the end of the day and noticing that the to-do list was still there in the evening and I just wanted to eat to feel better, to get some escape from what felt difficult in life even though there was nothing terrible going on for me. And so what we want to be doing is allowing our emotion, allowing them to be there, feeling them, not eating them to make them go away, not resisting them, which is what we do on a diet. We also have the option to create positive emotion on purpose. When we're being intentional, when we're thinking about it, we can ask ourselves, how do I want to feel today? How do I want to feel this evening? Ask yourself right now, how do I want to feel today? What do I want to remember to help me feel that way? Do you want to feel satisfied with what you did today? Do you want to feel pride at what you accomplished? Do you want to feel peaceful? Do you want to feel self-love for yourself? Do you want to appreciate yourself for something that you did? Do you want to feel grateful? Because feelings are created by our thoughts. If you want to feel grateful, then you can think about three things you have in your life that you're grateful for. So whether it's your family, your home, whether it's your work, whether it's something that's gone well, If you consciously think about what you are appreciating, what you're feeling grateful for, you're going to start feeling gratitude. You're going to start feeling better. The sixth step on the pathway, C, stands for celebrate yourself for who you are. This includes learning to appreciate your body and learning to believe you are good enough. And as I mentioned earlier, loving yourself first. One of the hardest things when we don't like our bodies is to learn to like our bodies. You may have spent years and decades disliking your weight or certain parts of your body. And you may think that you think and feel that way because of your weight, and that's simply not true. You feel negatively about your body because of the thoughts that you think about it. And what I want you to know is that changing your body doesn't make you love your body. You might love it for a short amount of time, but if your default way of being is the opposite of appreciating yourself, then you're going to go right back to not liking something about your body or about yourself. You're going to notice your saggy skin, your loose skin that's now appeared because you've lost weight. You're going to notice the wrinkles on your face, For me, I was happy with my face when I was overweight. Then when I lost my weight, my attention turned to noticing things I didn't like about my face. And I see this happen a lot. It's important that you learn to love and appreciate yourself as a part of your weight loss journey. Don't think that when you get to a certain weight, you're going to feel differently about yourself for the long term. It just doesn't work like that. You'll feel great for a short while, but then you'll go right back to judging yourself if you've not done the underlying work of celebrating yourself for who you are, no matter your physical appearance. And then the other part of this work is to address where you judge yourself in other ways. It's noticing if you have a habit of constantly telling yourself that you should be better, that you should be different, you should get more done, the house should be tidy, you should stick to your diet, you shouldn't forget birthdays, all of these things. Celebrate yourself for who you are is about allowing yourself to just be, to accept yourself 100%. It's seeing that you are good enough right here, right now, as you are. Even if the house is messy, even if you gave your family a microwave meal for dinner, all of these things, even if the dog didn't get a long walk today, it's about seeing that you are already the person you want to be. It's about having your own back and being your own best friend. And then the last step on the pathway, E, is for embodying living a life you love. Because when you want to lose weight for life, focusing on what you eat is only a small part of what will be going on for you. When we're overeating it's always because we're eating to feel better and it's not always about eating to avoid negative emotions. We overeat to extend periods of positive emotion too. Think about how you maybe like to eat to celebrate. It's so normal. It's what we do. Embody living a life you love means looking at your work-life balance, your relationships, your life goals. It's about creating a life you love in the tiny moments of your day too. It's about creating more comfort and joy in your life so that you don't find yourself turning to food to get that comfort and joy. When you choose the life you want to live intentionally, you're going to have lots, lot less reasons to want to eat. And so I want you to think about other ways that you could feel good, what feels pleasurable and do something else that you can do other than eating. Your primal brain wants you to eat because it's programmed to compel you to do things that create pleasure, which give you Feelings of feeling good because the neurotransmitter dopamine is being released in your brain. But lots of other things give you pleasure too, give you dopamine too. And what are they? Ask yourself, think about it. What gives you pleasure? What do you love to do? One of the things I discovered my brain likes is learning new things. After years and years of probably not learning anything new, I discovered that studying felt very rewarding to me. And it was so useful to know that as I was figuring out how to give up overeating for life. You can also ask yourself similar questions about what gives you comfort. I get pleasure and comfort from journaling. A daily journaling practice is something that I recommend when I'm working with my clients. I love getting up early in the morning before the rest of the house is awake, listening to the birds outside, sitting with my cozy blanket, having a delicious cup of coffee and journaling. I also love listening to music. There's all sorts of things that we can do to make us feel better without needing to turn to food to do that for us. Another part of embodying living a life you love is to think about who you are being. We often think about when we've lost all of the weight, when we've got time to do the exercise, that we're going to be this person, you know, this person that we like, this person that does all of these things. And we think that when we're that person, we're going to suddenly start liking who we are. You're already the person you want to be. You don't suddenly shed some weight and become a different person. You're already that person. You're already her. Don't wait to lose your weight to be her. Think about how you can be that person tonight, tomorrow, in the next day, in the next hour, for the next 10 minutes. And that's all about embodying living a life you love. So what does it mean to follow the balance pathway? It means no more relying on willpower. It means no more diet deprivation. You're not having to eat certain foods according to a prescribed diet because you're getting to choose how you want to eat. You're creating a way of eating that works for you. You're also learning to eat healthily in a way that doesn't feel depriving. There's no frustration from messing up because there is no messing up. Okay, this is something else that we really need to let go of, this idea of whether we're doing it right or wrong. I want you to know you're always going to be getting results. You're either losing weight, assuming of course you're wanting to lose weight, or you're learning. If you're wanting to lose weight and you're not losing weight, then you're discovering things about yourself to help you lose weight when you take the next step forward that's still creating positive results for you. This is what helps you change your relationship with food. You don't change your relationship with food by having a prescribed way of eating and trying desperately to stick to it. You change your relationship with food by understanding how you're thinking, what you're feeling, when you're eating, thinking, figuring out whether those thoughts and feelings are helping you lose weight or taking you further away from where you want to be. So no more having to choose between living and dieting. I really encourage you to eat in a way in which you want to for life. This isn't about going on a temporary diet. This is about you figuring it out for life. No more choosing between a certain social occasion or sticking to your diet. The balance pathway is about you setting yourself up with the confidence and skills to empower yourself to eat the way you want for life. Okay, thank you for listening. That is what I wanted to share with you today. I am very pleased to have this step-by-step approach underpinning the Lose Weight, Live Life membership and small group programmes. If you're wanting to join a small group programme, contact me right away because we start the next one very, very soon and then there won't be another one until September. So have an amazing day and take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership program, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month lose weight, live life, group coaching, mastermind intensive. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.